0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. The title of the message today is, The Bones Shall Arise. That's what it is. A few weeks ago, I spoke about honey in the bones, and I gave the story of Samson. And how at, and Samson was going through a journey, and then he got into a battle. He kills this lion. He throws it by the side on the road. Many years later, a time passed by, and then Samson is going through the same path, and he found himself to be hungry, and he found out that his parents were hungry. And in the same carcass, the same bones of the lion that he defeated before, he found Honey. And he was able to eat from that honey. And he was able to give his parents honey to eat. And So the battles of the past, the things he went through in the past, the things he had to fight in the past that were challenging, things he had to get killed in his life before, right? Years later, he finds honey. When he is hungry and his parents are hungry, he finds nutrition. He finds life. He finds the Word of God because the Word of the Lord is like honey to our lips, right? And at that point, they get nourished. They get strengthened. So the battles that you've been through in the past, the things that you just look as dead things, God says, I am changing your perspective. Give it some time. I'm bringing some healing. I'm bringing some restoration. And those very broken things from the past, you're going to find honey in them. You're going to find life in them. You're going to find nourishing in them. And then we started telling people, go back to your old journals. God is telling me to tell you guys, go back to your old journals. Start looking through your old Bibles. There's little notes. There's scriptures you highlighted back in the day. There's messages you put in there a long time ago that you forgot about. And God says, revisit the bones. Revisit the things that you think you're dead. There's promises God gave you that you thought died. And God says, let's go back to that grave because what's in that grave shall arise. What seems dead, God gave you a word that he was going to give you a ministry. God said, I'm going to take you to the nations. God said, you're going to sing songs and the world will hear those songs. And you thought all the church gave up on me. People left me. People betrayed me. My marriage failed. Everything went wrong. It's not going to happen. And God says, go back to the bones because those bones shall arise. And the word of the Lord says on John 5.25, it says, I tell you a truth. A time is coming and has now come. Say it. A time is coming, but now has come. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. We just talk about, um, a lot of people just use it in the, in the sense of like the end times And, you know, in the coming of the Lord. But even now, even now there's things in our lives. There's promises God gave us. There's dreams that you stop dreaming. There's visions that God gave you that you stop envisioning. And God said, let's go back to the grave. Let's go back to the site where you left those bones. Because I'm about to speak a word. And I'm about to remind you of the word that I spoke upon your life. And when the sound of God comes out of his mouth, the word of the Lord says that everything that comes out of God's mouth in its time and in its season, it will bear much fruit. The time is coming, but the time is now that those places, those dead places, those dry places in your life are coming to fruition. And this is not, I know it could sound like an encouraging type of preaching but that's not what I'm trying to do listen to me I told you I was going to speak this from the realm of the spirit I'm not speaking earthly I'm speaking spirit and from spirit is going to encounter your physical from outside of time from eternal realm it's coming into your time it, time is coming but the time is now you've waited it was coming and it's been coming it's been coming from eternity, but this is the day that the Lord has made, so rejoice and be glad in it, because the time is coming. That word of God, this even this word that I'm speaking right now, this word wasn't spoken now from Abraham's mouth. This word was spoken from eternity, from God's throne, and since eternity, it's been traveling, so the time is coming, but now has entered time. So the time is now to receive no more fear, no more insecurity. You are the warrior God called you to be. You are the prophet God called you to be. You are the worshiper God called you to be. You are the rider of glory that God called you to be. You are the woman of God that God called you to be. You are the surgeon and sergeant of God that God called you to be. This is the day that the Lord has made. The time is coming, but the time is now. It is time now to align to who God says you are. Not here on earth. Not that it needs to look this way or that way. Let it look that way. Let it look like the way. If it looks like the way, it's now. If it looks like him, it's now. If it looks like daddy, it's now. But you must trust And you must listen to the sound that comes from eternity. Don't listen to the sound of Abraham's voice. Listen to the sound of your father. You know what he's telling you. You know what he's saying. Let it go already. And grab my promises. I'm telling you, still there's people that really need to realize what's written in their journals. It's time you really realize what's written in your old Bible. There's little letters you have, you must realize it shall come to pass. I am standing here as a witness when in 2000, God said, you will be a pastor. I was literally 22 years old. I did not know what that man was talking to me about. I had so many issues and insecurities, but God said, you're a pastor. The time was coming, but the time is now. In 1998, the Lord told me, you feel death inside of you and you think you're going to die. But I tell you this much, Satan can touch your body, but he cannot touch your soul. And as a matter of fact, he cannot even touch your body because I called you as a prophet to the nations. And I love you. I was the gay kid in a broken relationship that decided to walk into a church with thousands of people there. And out of all those thousands of people, I got called out that night. On August of 1998. Almost 25 years ago. Next year, so we're like gonna be 24 years. The time is coming, but the time is now. I'm no longer that kid. That was 20 years old, suicidal, thinking he had HIV, thinking he had to end his life. Today I'm a man of God. Today I am a prophet to the nations. And today I'm standing in front of the nations of the world right now. Declaring the goodness of the one that brought me from darkness to marvelous light. And you think he brought you here to hear a word that would not be fulfilled in your life? When he called me as a prophet, God reveals everything to his prophets first. And when the prophets speak, then the things become. So you know why you're hearing me? Because what God spoke over your life shall be. The time is coming and the time is now. You've waited seasons. You've waited years. You have those business ideas. You have those passions for your family. You just always thought, if I could just push through to this. And God said, the time is coming and the time is now. These bones shall arise. Those old dreams are coming back. You used to dream about preaching in (sighs) stadiums. You used to dream that you would raise up this nonprofit organization and help the broken. And then people crushed you. And people told you it wasn't going to happen. And people said you're too excited, tone it down. You used to dream you would worship before the nations. But then they told you you were not good enough. So all of a sudden you still sing, but you only sing alone because you're afraid to be seen singing. But the Lord says these bones shall arise. The Lord says these bones shall live. You see bones, but I see an army. You see something broken, but the Lord sees something restored. See, you were dreaming about your family restored, but everything went sideways, and you you thought it wasn't going to happen, and you've been holding on for dear life, for the restoration of your kids, and the Lord is saying, these bones shall live. You thought you were going to have this business by this time in your life, and it didn't happen. You thought you were going to have a marriage. You thought you were going to be married and have kids by this time, and it didn't happen, but the Lord is saying, these bones shall live. You thought your mom was going to die from cancer, but the Lord says she shall not die, but she shall surely live because she will give an account of the glory of God. It's exactly what happened to me in 2015. I was working and Jesus came through the wall and said, your, my mom was going through cancer. And Jesus came through my room and he said, your mother just told me to kill her. But tell her I said No. She will not die, but she will live, and she will give an account of the glory of God. And I, and then he walked right out through the wall. And I called my mom at that moment. I said, Mommy, did you just tell God to kill you? Oh, my God, God is real. That's what she's saying on the phone. I was like, he just came into my room, and he said, You will not die, but you will live, and you will give an account of the glory of God. My mom is alive. My life was transformed, even though cancer came, even though it crushed us in fear, even though I had anxiety attacks. There were days I wanted to die, there was the day I got high, there were days I got drunk because I didn't know what to do with this trial I was going through. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus was faithful. I wasn't faithful, but He was faithful. And my mom is alive, and my heart has been changed. And back then, he said, You're gonna to move to Florida, and you're gonna become a pastor, and I'm gonna give you a house, and your mom and dad are gonna move with you. Mommy, Papi, God said, You're moving to Florida. we never going to Florida, and we're not gonna make it out there. God said, Not you said, God said, You come into Florida. You don't believe me, but what? And God says, I'm gonna be a pastor. God said, I'm gonna be a pastor. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't have the resources to make none of this happen, but God said. But God says, the time is coming and the time is now. These bones shall live. These bones will arise. You're not going to finish now. You're going to finish the good race. You're going to persevere until the end. I know the devil's been telling you to take your life. He's been telling you it's over. He's been telling you you're worthless, but he's a liar from the beginning. If you would just know how precious you are, how beautiful you are, that you are the rose in God's garden, that you bring so much perfume and aroma into his house, that if you would just know who you're worth and that the ones that are speaking to you are liars. But if you just stand in the light, the light is already shining. All you got to do is get out of the shadows and run right into the light. Shine on me. Jesus, shine on me. Just shine. If you don't know how to say anything else, say, shine, Jesus, shine, and just keep saying it over and over again, and you will see. You're like one of those lights that gets light from the sun. You know those lights you put outside? What are they they called? Solar lights. You're a solar light. You need light from the sun. Just sit in the sun enough. I know it's hot. I know you're tired. I know you're thirsty. I know you're hungry. Sit in the sun a little bit longer. You're collecting enough energy from the sun. You're about to start shining. When the midnight hour comes, when the nighttime hour comes, I see you shining. This is the day that the Lord has made. The time is coming and the time is now for you to shine. Arise and shine for the spirit of the Lord has been risen upon you. He has anointed your head with oil to set the captives free. He has anointed your head with oil to heal the brokenhearted. He has anointed your head with oil to break off the chains of tyranny to knock down the gates of hell for the gates of hell should not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ, you are powerful. Use your boots of peace and knock down some gates. The only gates that are locked up are the gates of hell because the gates of heaven are open for you. The gates of heaven in the book of Revelation says that the gates will never close, not by day and not by night. The only gates that are closed right now are the gates of hell. And you've been given the boots of peace to go in there and say, give me back what you think you stole from me. Because every word that got spoken over my life, it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, no other name has been given to save mankind, but the name of the King of glory. Whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, believing you shall receive. It's time you start asking for those dreams back. I'm telling you, this is not even what I have here. Well, I just have a Bible verse. Ask for the vision, whatever you ask in his name, ask for the old dreams back. Ask for the stadium dreams. I I it's coming out of my mouth. There's somebody here that used to dream about preaching in stadiums. One of you, I know it's one of you could just it just it just came out of my mouth. And the Lord says it's gonna happen. If you will trust me, if you will believe me, if you will know that I'm good, oh I will show you. Every single one of you has a different dream, and it's okay because it's the dream that God gave you. We don't need to compare dreams. Every single one of us has a dream. Every single one of us has a gift. And if we stop doing what the rest of the church is doing, which is look what I got. Show me yours and I'll show you mine. Stop that. Stop that spiritual incest. Stop that spiritual abuse and enjoy what God's giving you. Well, I want yours and I don't want mine. Stop being ungrateful be grateful for what he's giving you and take what he's giving you and multiply it god gave us puppets 2019 i was at home and god said i was working certified medical interpreter working with doctors and i hear god say go and offer up and buy puppets what was in my breakfast what did i eat for lunch with a pill drop in there what's going on buy puppets i'm a professional go on offer up and buy puppets here we go i go and offer up the first one the closest to me literally had just posted two puppets for sale i look at the puppets one says i love jesus the other one says god has a plan for my life i'm like these are my puppets <laughs> right frankie and we got puppets and then we just started playing with friends and puppets why are adults playing with puppets? I don't know, but it sounds like fun. And we start recording videos, and we're just recording silly videos talking to puppets. I was like, I kind of like the idea, like Sesame Street. Puppets with a kid, a live kid having conversations. Wouldn't it be great, like an adult and a puppet having a conversation about God? So we start being silly with it, but it's fun. They're funny, by the way. you could got to watch some of them. They're hilarious. And all of a sudden, now, this past week, after all those years, like... Not only did I go up with Frankie to do puppets. We have a whole team of puppeteers. They didn't even know they were puppeteers. Now we have puppeteers. I got blessed. This church, my, they give my mom a church. They, there's a shed on the back of the church, and she's living there. In 20 um 2020, or yeah, it was the end of 2019. And all of a sudden, she opens the shed. I'm with her. Let's go in the sheds. We open the sheds. There's boxes of puppets. There's a whole stage, like a whole thing. <laughs> Like the whole setup. We're like, what? In an old shed, in an old church. I was like, oh, can you ask the pastor if I could get this? She asked, oh, well, nobody used them. Let me see if anybody wants them. Two years go by. The pastor passes away from COVID. They said, take the shed and everything's in it, keep it. My mom's like, come get them. They're yours. And I didn't know I was going to do a puppet show in Kids Con. So if you pay attention to the connections, You'll see that God has been preparing you, not day to day, to day, to day, to day, but this day he told you this, and then then this day you did this, and then uh, this day. And then when you look at the connection, you'll see that he's preparing you for something big. And he's preparing you for something wonderful. And even what happened with Kids' Con, that doesn't end there. This is about to get professional. We're not professional Christians, but we're about to be professional puppeteers. (laughs) Why not? Why not bring Jesus however we can? Why not use art and dance and worship and song and and music, instruments, and bring God a celebration he deserves? And maybe people, if they don't get it one way, they'll get it another way. Maybe they won't meet me in this corner, but they'll meet you in the next corner. If every church in Tampa Bay just stood up and became Christ-like for real, hungry and desperate for people for real, we will see Tampa reigning in peace. But it's gonna take every single one of us. Say, you know what? I'm done with the games. It's brought me this far and it has brought nothing. I've come this far in my life and it's brought nothing. It's time for me to stand. It's time for, for me to go back to the vision that God gave me originally. The first one. You gotta go back to the first one. Be like, oh, this is what you said. I've been going through my journals, I've been reading my journals. And God's been speaking and reminding me of everything he said then. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm living it. It's like you heard it in the beginning of your story, and now you're like somewhere in the middle. You're like, oh, my God, it's really happening. Like you have it written. That's why it's so important to journal. Because when you journal these promises, you go back you're just like, no way. It really is happening. And look, the Lord took Ezekiel. I don't know if you know the Valley of Dry Bones, but I'm just going to read it briefly. But it's the Valley of Dry Bones. And the hand of the Lord was on me. And he brought me, so the Lord, the hand of the Lord was on him. And the Lord, the hand of the Lord grabbed me before, not physically. Literally in July 29 of 2001, I was about to go on my first missionary trip to Cuba. And we were praying. And a hand, a giant hand, came through the ceiling, and grabbed me like a puppy by the back of my neck, and yanked me out. My body fainted, so it wasn't a physical experience. I went blank like I was dead. And my spirit flew out of the eye saw, him, and I went, whoa, And I flew, and he did this. He pulled me, and then he released me. And that moment, love went like there was no air. There was love. It's like going to the beach and there's no water. There's love. It was just engulfed, and bubbled, enraptured, enveloped in love. And the, inst- the moment he grabbed me, I was scared. I thought I died or something. I was just like, Ugh. and then it went bloop, like love. And I began to laugh and laugh and laugh. And I was flying out of the universe, just flying and laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. Until I passed the black universe, what I call, we got the blue skies, then we got the black skies is where the stars is at. And after you pass that, which is literally like years of travel, and they haven't even found this in the natural realm, this was spirit. After the black universe, I went into the universe of light. The only way I could describe it. I passed the stars, and after the stars, way out there somewhere, it was another universe that envelops this little dark universe. Like, we're tiny, enveloped in the universe, and then outside the universe is light. We don't even have science for that, but I know it's the truth because he took me there. And it was, it was like the paintings. If you look at mostly all the paintings, the sky is golden because it was a place of light. And I experienced the glory of the Lord. That was literally 21 years ago. So when I read these things, I don't just read it in a very metaphorical type of way. I believe when I read it, I see it in the spirit. It's like a movie. You got to see it like a movie. So he says, the hand of the Lord was on me. And he brought me. My sheep are in the palm of my hand. He picks you up and he takes you. See, when God does this, you're not in the same room no more. When God picks you up and brings you like this, you're in another era. You're like thousands of years before or thousands of years after. You're in a whole different dimension. If God's hand comes upon you and brings you up into the Spirit, you're going to be like John in the book of Revelation. I was in the Spirit on the day of the Lord, and the hand of the Lord came upon me. You'll be like Isaiah in chapter 6. In the year that King Uzzi- Uriah died, I saw the glory of the Lord. And the, he was high and lifted up, and the train of his robe fills the temple. Do the math. This one, his hand came upon him, not like a little hand, a giant hand, and brought him somewhere. Isaiah sees him high lifted up. Because why? Why would this be? Because he's gigantic. Because he's big. He is high lifted up. Because we do live in the palm of his hand. So if we read it, what does that mean on earth? But when you read it, read it first in spirit. Be like, Lord, show me this in the spirit. Give me the imagination, the heart of a child. Let me read this as a child so I could see it there. And then that, how does that translate here? Because it's important to know how to translate and interpret the prophetic message here to earth. Because if I go, oh, rainbows and gardens and flowers, but I don't explain to you what that means on earth, you're going to be like, what does that even mean? In the spirit, I believe that, oh, there is a garden. We know there's a garden. There's paradise. There's Eden. There's a garden that the Lord has prepared for us. He said it you lead me to green pastures and stale waters there is a place that is beautiful like that in the spirit but what does that mean on earth no matter when i'm tired when i'm going through the storm there's a restful place i'm not going to minister from work and strife i'm going to minister from a place of rest because the lord says come to me all those who are heavy burdened and tired and i will give you rest and even that what does that verse look like in the spirit it looks like Jesus extending his hands open to you and going, you tired, my darling? Come to daddy. That's how I see it in the spirit. And then I learn how to interpret that in the physical. It's the best way. How to be spiritual and how to be uh, uh, physical all at once. And then things align. Too many, too many people are so earthly that they're no heavenly good. And other people are so heavenly connected that they're no earthly good. But what if we were right in the middle? What if we were connecting heaven to earth and earth to heaven? then we will be understood. Then prophets wouldn't be so rejected because a lot of people want to prophesy, but they don't want to explain the prophetic. And it's time that we see the prophetic, but then we explain it to the children. It's like going to a kid. Oh, yeah, um, E equals MC square. If I told Sky, E equals MC square, what is Sky going to say? What are you talking about? E equals nothing, right? Right? So the same thing, we must understand that when we see things in the spirit, where there's colors, where there's visions, where there's angels, where there's trumpets, where there's people with four heads, lions with wings. I'm just telling you things that are in scripture. If you saw angels with six wings, what does God say? There's angels with six wings and it stays there? No, there should always be an earthly explanation so people can understand because they don't speak that language Their spirit is not mature to understand the formulas of heaven. So, and this is just coming down. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. It's just, this is not even in my plan, but this is what's coming out of my mouth right now. But here we go. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. You're talking about these Superman's uh, superhero movies where they're teleporting places. It's not a physical teleport. It's a spiritual one. Your spirit, your mind goes. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. So God is walking him through the valley of all these bones. This deserted place. This valley of the shadow of death. Everything's dead. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, Can these bones live? Can these bones live? God's asking you, hey, son of man. 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 Can these bones live? Look at the situation that you thought is dead. Look at it right now and God's asking you a question. Can these bones live? Can these bones live, son of man? Then he said to me, prophesy say it with me prophesy say it prophesy you're telling yourself put your hand on you go like this prophesy it says prophesy to these bones prophesy to the old dreams prophesy to those old visions prophesy to those broken hopes prophesy because you about to see the honey Say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Who's the word of the Lord? Come on. Jesus is the word of the Lord. That's why on John 5:25 it says, And I tell you the truth: the time is coming and now has come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, the Son of God, and those who hear will live. And you know how the Son of God speaks. When you prophesy, when you open your mouth, then people can hear God. When you know his word and you declare what he's declared, that's what he told Jeremiah. Don't say you're just a boy. Where I tell you to go, you will go. And what I tell you to say, you will say. He's saying you don't need to make up a word. You don't need to try and discover a word. I'm going to give you the word. So when you decide to prophesy, it is my words that are coming out of your mouth. And when the dead things hear the prophetic word, when the dead things hear the word that's coming from heaven, they will come to life. Tell me, God's rocking people, and that's all I want God to do for my birthday. Bless my brothers and sisters. They bless me with the beautiful decorations and donuts and stuff. Bless them. Bless them with the eternal truth so they can fulfill their destiny, so they can fulfill their calling here on earth, so they can fulfill the purpose and plans you have prepared for them, which are not plans to harm them, but plans to give them a future and a hope. Amen? This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, just like in the beginning think about this i'm none of this is i'm i'm walking through the word right now genesis when god created man what entered into man so man could come alive breath breath and the breath is coming again in those things that you thought are dead god says i'm sending my breath I'm sending my breath into your songs. I'm sending my breath into your dreams. I'm sending my breath into your family. I'm sending my breath into your career. I'm sending my breath into your visions. I'm sending my breath. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. Say it with me. You will come to life. You will. You're not going to make it come to life That's the thing. You've been thinking that these things are going to come alive because of you. No, it's because of the word of the Lord. So you stand on the word of the Lord because everything that comes out of his mouth in its time and in its season, it shall bear fruit. A tree that's dead doesn't bear fruit. But because of him, when he blesses something, all of a sudden it produces fruit. If you go to the book of Genesis, when he created every tree and he commanded every tree to bear fruit. And when we go back to the ending and when we go to the middle in Isaiah, he says, no more thorn bushes, but stately pines. Every fruit, every plant that produces thorn is going to stop producing thorns and produce fruit. And we're never going to get hurt again when we grab a rose. You're going to be able to grab roses and you're not going to get your fingers pricked. You're going to be able to grab roses and you're not going to be scared to touch them. You're not going to have to even be careful to grab the roses that you love you're just i just see you grabbing roses and you're just gonna have fun grabbing roses. like i could touch them all i you i see you running into the bush of roses and you're just gonna go like this and walk around with roses in your arms i'm literally seeing that right now with you and just and you're not gonna be afraid no more you're not gonna be afraid to get close to people because you're not gonna get hurt because not only you're gonna be healed they're all gonna get healed too All the ones that you love, I see the healing coming. Their hearts are being healed. Their minds are being healed. Their soul is being renewed. It's happening even now. It's just, in earth, it looks like slow motion. (laughs) But in eternity, it's going to be like that. (laughs) I'm seeing it. It's like, whoa. (laughs) Ralphie, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I just left for a moment there. Let me come back to earth. (laughs) It literally felt an angel just fly over me right now. I was like, "Whoa, it's a shadow." (laughs) Ooh, he's a is a shadow of the things to come. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) I'm trying to ground myself. But I'm always grounded so I might as well fly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I kid you not, I feel like I'm flying. <laughs> 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 Jesus. I will attach tendons to you and make you flesh and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. See, you're not going to be left um, bare. You're not going to be left exposed. You're not going to be left broken and, and, and gushing all over the place. There's a, a scripture in the Bible where, where, where he says, And I saw you bloody, and I saw you naked, and I took you, and I cleansed you, and I washed you, and I clothed you. That's what the Lord does. And as he's putting, what he's saying is, I'm putting all the pieces together to all the things that you think were dead. They're not dead. They're coming back alive. I don't know if this is somebody today, but it's what's flowing. It's the breath. <laughs> and I will put my breath in you, and you will come to life, and then you will know that I am the Lord. Lord. You see, when you see all these things that were dead come to life, you're going to be like, hallelujah. I'm going to give God glory for the rest of my days, and I don't care what men may say. I've made up my mind. The answer I found, that the key is the king of glory. That's what happened to me. I didn't go to school to be this. I went to, let me tell you something. I went to Bible college, and then I backslid. I said, I'm done with this. Bible school, instead of building me up, broke me down so bad that I said, I'm done with church. I'm done with ministry. I'm done with calling. And it took an encounter with Jesus Christ two and a half years later that brought me back. Because then he taught me a lesson that I did not know. He revealed something so good, so glorious that I had to share. This is what God has done in my life. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Some of you have been given a prophetic word and you haven't been prophesying. You've been trying to manifest the word, and I hear the Lord saying, It's not your responsibility to manifest the word. I didn't tell you to manifest the word, I told you to speak the word. And I kid you not, that was not even in my body right now. That just came. Stop trying to manifest the word. Stop trying to play out the word. Stop trying to dress up the word or act out the word. Be still and know that I'm God. God did not call you to manifest the word, act out the word, um, dress up like the word. No. He told you to prophesy the word. He didn't say force the word. He didn't say make your family change. He didn't say pray for them to be changed. He said prophesy. I gave you a word, now prophesy. Prophesy. I gave you a word for your job, prophesy. I gave you a word over your situation, now prophesy. Prophesy means to declare what God has declared. Because God's not doing anything else but speaking. So you shouldn't be doing anything else but speaking. You don't have to convince the people to change. You don't have to convince the people to stop. Stop. You don't have to try to tell anybody anything, but simply prophesy exactly what God called you to do. He says it here. So I prophesied as I was commanded. If God gave you a word for somebody and you went and told somebody else, wrong, bad job. Repent, you're forgiven. And now go try again. If God gave you a word for a pastor and you go tell 10 churches, wrong job. Go tell that pastor. God didn't give you a word for gossip. God didn't give you a word for slander. God gave you a word of love for healing and restoration. If God gave you a word for somebody and you put it on Facebook, bad job. Repent and go back. He's going to give you a new message. I'm not speaking a word of judgment. It's a word of correction. This is what's coming out. I'm letting it out. prophesy if God gave you a word and you added another sentence to that word repent and go back and next time say exactly what God said well whoa! Well, well, that part is scary I don't want to say that part no 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 you got to learn to say exactly what God said. because if you give a word and you didn't give the full word then you gave an incomplete word and if it's an incomplete word then it's not a word at all because the incomplete word is not going to carry the power and the ingredient necessary for that person. I remember back in 2008, God, God, I went to this church and everybody used to give thousands and thousands of dollars to everybody. Everybody was giving thousands of dollars. And the Lord said, look at that couple. I want you to give them $25. And I said, $25? That's so little. That's so little what is $25? And God said, I need you to give $25. Stop being disobedient. I need you to give the $25. No, maybe $30, maybe $50. No, $25. But no, no, $25. We need to learn that we don't know more than God. We need to accept it. And accept it now. Let it go now. You don't know more than God. You don't know more than daddy. I know we get old on earth and we think we know more than our fathers. We will never know more than them. We learn things that we learn in school and educate ourselves with. But real life, school don't even teach you real life. School will teach you subject matter, but they're not going to tell you how to buy a casket when your mother passes away. They will teach you how to add letters and algebra formulas, but they will not teach you how to pray for your mother when she has cancer in a hospital. They will teach you other things, but they're not going to teach you how to break out of depression or how to break out of anxiety or how to pay the bills when you're completely broke okay there's things that other people are not gonna show you but god's gonna show you and i was like lord okay i'm gonna give the 25 and i obediently finally after debating for as long as i did Because I wasn't like people think like Abraham. Oh, Abraham has so much faith. He immediately went and did what he had to do. You better go read your Bible again. Before Abraham obeyed, he messed up. And he messed up a plenty of times. And then he finally got it. And God was so faithful that God didn't count his mess ups against him. And it was still given to him as a reward and honor. And God still kept his word, even when Abraham was unfaithful. Because God could have been like you went and had a kid on your own. I'm done with the promise. But that's not how, how God works. God is more faithful than we know. Even in our disobedience, God is faithful. And I went over there and I gave God the, uh, the guy the offering. And he said, it was so funny because God literally spoke to me through the guy. And he said, thank you for your obedience. And never question when God tells you to do something. Do exactly what God tells you to do. He goes, I came to church today with no gas in my tank and i said god i had no money for gas he goes it takes exactly 25 dollars to fill my tank back in the day (laughs) not now (laughs) right and um and i gave him exactly what he asked for sometimes you might be like god give that person a penny but you don't know if that person said if you're god with me right now i want somebody to come up to me and give me a penny and you're like no i need to give him more you might have been like here Here's $100. The person's gonna be like, that's not what I asked. Because you didn't give me what I asked. It's happened to me. I know God is real. I remember in 2001, I was in New York. I literally had, I was short 10 cents to catch the bus. And I didn't know how I was gonna catch the bus because you can't get on the bus without 10 cents. You needed the whole 10 cents. And I told my mom, she goes, but you're gonna go? You don't got it. I was like, I'm gonna go. I believe God's gonna provide. And I'm like running to the bus. And as I was running to the bus, I'm like, ow, ow. And something was in my shoe. And it starts bothering me. I'm like, what the heck is going on in my shoe? And I'm literally, so I take off my shoe and I shake it. Nothing's there. I put the shoe back on and I keep running. And I'm like, ow, something's in my shoe. So I get to the bus stop. I take off my shoe. Nothing's in there. I'm like, touch it, I feel something inside my sock. When I take off my sock, there was a quarter inside my sock. Okay. (laughs) This is the God that I serve. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's what He does—things that I has not seen, things that you has. As a matter of fact, none of you ever heard that testimony unless you came here and I said it before. It's just mad, crazy, random the things that God does. But when we trust Him, when we put our trust in Him, I'm telling you, what He promised you, what He you desire, it will come. Amen. So I prophesied as I, command, as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, like a rattling sound. It reminds me of the sound when they were praying in the upper room in the book of Acts. And all of a sudden there was a sound because God gave a word. And all of a sudden when you hear the sound of rattling, when you hear the sound of shaking, it might sound like the sound of a storm coming at you. But it's not going to be a storm to destroy you. It's going to be a storm of glory to bless you. It's just a shaking that's coming. And the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath. Reminds me of the book of Acts. When Jesus told the disciple, it's a benefit that I leave. For when I leave. I will send you a comforter. I will send you a friend, the Holy Spirit, the very breath of God. The breath of God is what makes things come to life. Come from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet as a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. Our bones, and they say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. Though your dreams, your visions... Those things that you have in your journal and you feel like they're gone. Oh, it's not going to happen. I come to church, but it ain't going to happen. I come to church, but my family's not going to be restored. I come to church, but with me. With Abraham, the ministry is going to happen, but not with me. Lives. Your dreams. Your visions. Your ministry. Your calling. Your family. Your kids. They shall live. Our bones are dry up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them. And I prophesy this to every single one of you. This is what the Lord, sovereign Lord says. My people. Enjoy that. He's not saying people. He's saying my people. You're hearing me. You are God's people. You are mine, declares the Lord. You are my people. I am going to open your graves and bring you out from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And now I'm reading this in the spirit because a lot of people just read this physical. All the Jews are going back to Israel. In the physical realm, the Jews are going to Israel. But in the spirit realm, there is a new Jerusalem. And we are all the Jews throughout the nations. We are. We are the ones by faith. We are the Gentiles. If you don't know this, go to Romans, go to Galatians, go to Ephesians and read it. By faith, this is our promise. So if you look at this in the spirit, this is God saying, yeah. We have loved ones that are dying. We have—we're going through turmoil. This is what every life generation goes through. We're not the only generations going through these shakings, but throughout time, God is speaking to His people, to His Israel, because that was Jace, Jacob. Jacob was uh, 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 what was it like a thief, right? The meaning of his name, and then God changed his name to Israel, Prince, and we are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are the city of God. And his kingdom's are there empty. And he's gathering people from all ages and generations throughout time. He's like, come. And then these come. And we're like here somewhere. And he's coming. He's coming for us. Just like he came for them, he's coming for us. I'm telling you, he says, in my father's house, there's many rooms. And I've gone to prepare a place for you. So where I am at, you can be also. And I'm telling you this. Because I'm going to keep my word. If it wasn't so, I wouldn't tell you so. But because I'm telling you so, and because I speak truth, because I am truth, and everything that comes out of my mouth, and it's time, and it's season, it's fulfilled. I am telling you that I've gone to prepare a place. And if I went to prepare a place, then I'm coming again for you. And even in Ezekiel, he's preparing that place. And he's bringing us to the land of Israel, not a physical promised land, not Israel over there in the Middle East. I'm talking about the new Jerusalem, the eternal realm. And that's us. Every human that believes and receives and says, yes, daddy, my people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. And I will bring you back, you see, because we were there before. The earthly realm is the metaphor. The Jews were taken out of Israel, scattered throughout the earth. And so were the children of God in the real Israel, and the real Jerusalem. We all fell. We all fallen short of the glory of God. We all are prodigal sons and daughters that left the Father's house from eternity. And we came into the physical realm. We came into time thinking this were the lives that we want to live. And then we're like, oh my God, no. We need to go back to the Father's house because life on earth is painful. Life on earth is difficult. Difficult, everybody's against everybody. This is the opposite to the kingdom of heaven, and that's why in your heart you long heaven, that's why you dream of heaven, that's why you sing about God, because your heart is longing to go back to the place that you came from. And the time is coming for all of us. I'm telling you, the time is coming, we're gonna see it. We're just gonna be like, Oh, it happened. It happened, and we're all going to arise so beautiful and glorious. And this mortal is going to take on immortality. And this corruptible is going to take up incorruptibility. If I said that right. I'm not going to have speech impediments in heaven either. (laughs) We are going to speak in tongues. He's doing it. He's doing it for every single one of us. He's making us arise from our graves. He says, and I will put my spirit in you. And you will live. You see how it goes back to when Jesus was ascending. He's saying, "And I will send a spirit, and I will send a friend, and you shall receive power when the spirit of God has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and into the ends of the earth. All the people being filled through the earth with the presence and glory of God. All of them coming alive one by one. It's coming alive. One by one is being touched. It's being filled with the spirit of life. And I will settle in your own land. He's settling in. Go to the book of Revelation. And he says, and I saw the new Jerusalem. Descending from heaven like a beautiful bride. Establishing herself on earth. And it says, and it will be Emmanuel. God with us. It will be All of us in the city of God worshiping God. No more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow. But when we understand that in eternity and we know that we're already seated in heavenly places, you are able to begin to live life like that now. And look, when Jesus was in the cross and when Jesus cried out again in a loud voice, you see how he already manifested that. He gave up his spirit. He gave up his spirit because his spirit is coming into all of us. People don't realize this. Before Jesus came to earth, he was spirit, right? He comes to earth, takes on physical body, right? He dies, comes back to life, but it's a glorified physical body and spirit, right? Together. But then he goes to heaven. Where's his physical body? In heaven, in eternity. But where's his spirit? On earth, his spirit went and took Jesus to heaven right? His physical body, so physical is in eternity and we don't even realize that. and then spirit comes back and falls upon all his children which means which means when we die we get taken home and he keeps doing the work. the, ooh, the Holy Spirit's delivering us ooh. He's delivering oh my God. The Holy Spirit is like the father that gives away the bride. He's like the best man leading the bride down the aisle. He's like, Jesus, your beloved one is ready. So don't be scared of death when it comes because the Holy Spirit, like I'm telling you, the the wedding bells are ringing in heaven. The chapel's opening up and you're in this earth, maybe in a hospital bed, all sick and hurting. And the next thing you look, you're like, what? My turn? My turn down the aisle? No way, Jesus. Christ. And the Holy Spirit is like, come, it's your turn. It's him. His spirit is him. It's him himself doing the work. In. <laughs> is he, it's he, Is Jesus himself. He's doing the work. We think he's far, but he's close. <laughs> he, we think he's only in one place, and yet he's everywhere. It's him. So also, for if we... Oh. Where was I? Okay, and when Jesus had cried out in a live voice, he gave up his spirit. And at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn. It's the opening. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's the opening. The veil is being broken so you could come through. What do women wear when they're going to get married? The veil. He's taking off the veil. You, you, you—we're walking down the aisle and we can't see clearly. Hallelujah! <laughs> oh my God, we wear the veil <laughs> and we can't see. It's like we're blindly following, but the Holy Spirit is guiding us because it's a surprise. Whoa! <laughs> Literally just left. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was here and then I was not here. Even though I could see you. Whoa. So the, <laughs> the bride is being led because it's a surprise. So she's being led down the aisle. And you just got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't make sense. And you, you might feel like you're bumping into some stuff. But follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. He's simply leading you. He. Seemed, I know you might feel like you're bumping into your brothers and sisters, like, oh, they keep pushing me. Oh, they keep hurting me. No, just, just keep going. Keep following the leading of the Holy Spirit because he's leading you to the Lord. He's leading you to the altar. He's leading you to the throne. And when he rips that veil, you're going to see him face to face. And you will realize that nothing had ever separated you from the love of God, not height and not death, not angels and not demons. You'll find out that nothing in all of creation was keeping you away You will find out that no weapon formed against you prosper, but that everything the enemy had created to destroy you, you'll see in that moment that God turned it all around to bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. And it says, and the earth shook. See, the, the, the sounding again, the shaking again, all of a sudden in this verse again. And the rocks split and the tombs broke open. The graves from the book of Ezekiel are being broken open again. And the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. With the cry of his voice, with the word of God's mouth, with the sound that comes out of God's mouth. There is so much power to bring the dead things alive. I'm telling you the bones will arise. I'm telling you your dreams will arise. Your visions will come to pass. The writings in your journals will come to pass. In the name of Jesus. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. When Jesus shouted, the Lord is descending with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. (laughs) Behold, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the sound of the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable. Imperishable. And we shall be changed. For this mortal body must take on immortal. And this incorruptible body, I mean corruptible body must take incorruptible. And when the mortal puts on immortal and the corruptible puts on incorruptible, then it shall come to pass what the saying says that it's written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? The dead things are coming alive. The dead dreams are coming alive. And the last scripture First Corinthians 15, 32, 42 through 45. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is corruptible. It is raised incorruptible. And what is sown in dishonor, it will be raised up in glory. It is sown in weakness. And it will be raised in power. Those things that you died. Those things that you had to let go of. Your family that you had to let go of. The friendships you had to let go of. The relationships you had to let go of. They had to die. But they're about to be raised in power. I'm telling you, they're about to be raised. Those dreams of prophecy. Those visions of worship. Those dreams God gave you that feel like they're dead. God is saying they're coming back to life. They had to be sown like a seed. And allowed to die. Because it's going to resurrect and it's going to be transformed into what you were always dreaming. And it's going to be greater than what you thought. It's going to be more powerful than what you were asking for. It's going to be mightier than whatever you were dreaming of. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. It is sown as a natural body, but it's raised up as a spiritual body we're laying down the natural we're laying down the flesh we're laying down the carnal things we're laying down the broken things we're laying down the things in pain laying down da- lay down the hurt cuz it's going to be raised up as healing lay down the rejection cuz it's going to be raised up in acceptance lay down the hate cuz it's going to be raised up in love lay down the brokenness cuz it's going to be raised up in restoration Lay down the pain of the ministry. Lay down the rejection of old relationships. Let it all down because your season is now. The time is coming, but the time is now. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, Head to trpfamily.org.